Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. All right, I guess we'll keep it. Well, hey, this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. We're so excited that everybody's here and everybody's listening because we have surpassed the 10,000 download mark. And we wanted to thank each and every one of you for downloading it, each one of you, 500 times. So that really helps the numbers get up when you five guys do it 500 times, or I don't guess that really equals out to 10,000. But nonetheless, Landon, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going pretty good, Brand. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Just hanging loose and uh, got some wheat done. Got wheat in the ground. Got the sprinkler started since it won't it won't ever rain. And, of course, we know how that goes. But So, yeah, we're uh, waiting on corn to dry down. I've got uh, some people that are anxious and ready, thinking it's going to be way early this year. And it's going to be early this year, but not this early. We've tested some, hand-sampled some. It's going, like, what, 21, 20, 19. It's got to be below 18. Before they'll even think about taking it. So, uh, yeah, we got that to look forward to. But until then, we're doing this podcast this week. And we had I had a debate on whether to, uh, yeah, talk, Bert and Ernie. Uh, they're a big story nowadays on um, their orientation. And um, we it, was, it took a lot of soul searching whether we were going to do that subject or not. We just decided, you know what, there's more pressing issues that we're going to have to get to. So... We're going to put Bert and Ernie on the back burner and let them, you know, just let them live their lives, Landon, don't you think? Yeah, I'm more concerned with Bert's eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's it's understandable. I mean, they are, once again, you know, uh, puppets. So, you know, puppets don't have a sexual orientation. Uh, they don't even have a, they don't even have a tendency. Some people tend to have tendencies. These guys don't even have tendencies. These are, if anything, these guys are like the odd couple. You got the tall, skinny guy, and you got the short, fat guy. And the tall, skinny guy, of course, is always pissed off because have you ever seen an upset, fat person? No. That's why Ernie is always so happy. So Bert and Ernie is on the back burner. But don't think that we forgot about him. But we are talking about today. The sun, the sun, was it the Sunspot Observatory landing? They mm-hmm. shut it down. They shut this thing down without any warning. There was a freaking Black Hawk helicopter hovering over this place. They had the FBI, the sheriffs, everything. And, of course, you can imagine the conspiracy theories that went along with this. So we're going to kind of we're gonna kind of give you our thoughts and our thought processes on the reasons why we think they shut that place down. And it's been all over the news. If you haven't seen it, Google it. It's there. I think it was it over in I think New Mexico. I don't know where what state it was in. Yeah, it was in the land of enchantment. Right? Oh yeah, that's the land of enchantment. Yeah, yeah, I've been there a couple times. But uh, so yeah, they shut it down without any warning, and I think they're starting to. They even shut down a post office nearby it. So uh, that's and the light just flashed in, in our basement where we're recording as we're talking about this. So maybe it is an alien deal. But 
So, yeah, so the, apparently the aliens weren't just trying to phone home. They were trying to send a letter home. That's as well. right. <laughs> At least get it certified, you know. You don't want that thing getting lost in the mail when you're traveling across the galaxy. But So we're going to talk about that for our, for our main segment. So until then, we talk a little farming. Uh, like I said, we're getting, getting some of the wheat planting done. Landon, you got any wheat in the ground? Not yet. Need to do a little bit more plowing. Then we'll get that stuck in the ground. We're supposed to, we're supposed to get some rain this weekend, I think. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Give me mm-hmm. a reason not to plow. You uh, getting getting? How's your corn looking? Is it getting ready to dry down? Oh, and, uh, it's drying down. We shut the water off last week, so just kind of waiting on that. Shut the water off that in the Milo. So nice. How's that? Did you ever have to spray for those aphids? We had to spray once, and I think we're good. I think we're good to go. Yeah. Saying that, we'll probably be spraying again next week. The crickets are probably ki- uh, eating them all right now, man. We got a freaking cricket invasion in our house. It is nice. It is nice. We filled it all the cracks, and uh, I've got like a holocaust of crickets out in the driveway in the in the garage. And now the flies are starting to move, make their you know annual move in during the between the summer and fall. Oh man, uh, we, preview. We put up a few sticky traps on the windows. You always think you just have one or two flies, but stick one of those up for ten minutes, and you <laughs> you find out there's a, there's. There's a buttload of those things flying around. Now, Landon, it's nice at one of your locations for Herford Grain. They have <laughs> they put up about two dozen of those sticky strips hanging from the ceiling, and so you have to duck every time you go in there and get a scale <laughs> ticket. It's like, hey, dude, hey, dude, what's my moisture? <laughs> just, I don't want to duck anymore. My back hurts. So uh, just tell me, is it below 18? All right, let's go. So, yeah, they, uh, they're pretty vigilant. And I'm like, dudes, it's not going to really help much if you leave the doors open all the, to- the whole time. Yeah. They're starting a collection. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a some kind of sick, twisted American horror story thing. But yeah, so the the bugs are coming in, and uh, that's just kind of the part of the part of the uh, life of living here. So yeah, Landon, let me get back to my notes here. We uh, oh yeah, once again wanted to uh, mention our great interview we had with uh, Delaney and Mike here last week that went out on the airwaves, and uh, just I didn't. You're usually not supposed to tell the behind the scenes thing, uh, behind the scenes things. But I had to hella edit the thing on my side of it because Mike and Delaney sounded awesome. And while I was recording, while we were recording, I sounded just perfectly fine. But when I came to uh, start editing it and everything, yeah, I sounded like it was in a cave in Afghanistan. And um, you know all, you know, I mean, there weren't any goats bleating in the background or anything. But I did sound like I was five miles away from the microphone. So, you know, I had to, It's. it took, what, 30, 40 minutes to record the thing. It took me like four hours to, uh, I had to re-record myself back in there. So if that's why I was a little up and down, that's why, um, that's the reason for that. So, you know, I guess uh, trial and error is... As the saying goes, so yeah, I wanted to. Uh, we had talked all about the Ag Global Global Ag Network. I always want to, always want to put Ag and Global in a different order, and it's never, no matter what, it's never right. The Global Ag Network. Let's just call it GAN, Landon. And uh, so we talked about that. And we had a great, uh, great time. We talked about Mikey. I don't know. He had something happened to him up in Wisconsin or something. And uh, anyway, long story short, he's no longer on market to market. Delaney took that over for some reason. And um, so we talked about it. That thing's going to launch here by the end of the month. And we're real excited. And uh, so we talked about all that last week. And um, we were just kind of messing around. Believe it or not, we sent Landon with Ricardo and Diego on a remote broadcast. Uh, I don't know if a lot of y'all saw the um, 
that Weather Channel guy that was <laughs> pretending like he was in the Wizard of Oz in that hurricane reporting is he was like trying to lean into the wind and there was these two schmoes walking by in like their flip flops. They were like playing <laughs> badminton in this weather. You know, it was so bad. And this guy's all pretending <laughs> he's all pretending that he's standing in like a hundred and forty mile an hour gale force wind. And these two dudes are just like, you know, just, you know, sipping on some Coronas walking down the street, you know, the, for somehow the water is up to like this guy's up to this guy's business. And these guys are not even ankle deep. And they're like 30. They're like 15 feet from this from this reporter. So we uh, we had to uh, get a little more uh, personal thought on that. So we sent Landon and Ricardo and Diego. So be listening for that report from them. And um, here in the coming weeks, it's going to be real exciting. We haven't quite edited it, uh, edited it up and finished it up yet, so it's still in the offing. But be looking for that as time goes on, and we're uh, we're real excited about that. I mean, that was a pretty crazy uh, hurricane, Landon. What did it rain like forty inches in like on the coast? Yeah, it's unreal. It's something else. It was a uh, yeah. And of course, the whole thing about global warming and everything is what it caused it. Uh, no, it was high pressure that made it stall out on the coast. Is why it rained 40 inches there, you know, freaking um, Mr. Weatherman, uh, whatever your name is. So uh, it's not, you know, we're gonna, we're not going to have that debate tonight. But it rained a whole bunch of rain. Like 10, I think they said like 10 trillion gallons of water fell in this whole storm. Yeah, that, weren't, they, weren't they saying like four inches an hour? Or I didn't hear something like, probably like that. I mean, if they got 40 inches and I mean, yeah, that'd be. You know, about 10 hours is what it sounded like it got, uh, you know, it took to uh, get that stuff dumped on them. So it's uh, obviously we don't have that. We don't have that problem here. And I'm glad we don't because that would be pretty awful if it was. But so, yeah, we don't have, uh, you know, we have bad days, but uh, people have worse days. Also, we if we want, we might want to talk about today. I got a little uh, Twitter debate with uh, some of our ag Twitter friends. The, the, the terminology on harvest equipment, most notably the grain cart. And that's what it's called, but apparently it's not called that in other parts of the country. So, uh, what are the what is it, the Ermarkers? What are their names, Landon? I can't even remember. Actually, it was a he was part of it, but Matt is it Matt Butcher, Boucher, Bobby Boucher? It's at Boucher Farms. Anyway, he kind of started the whole thread. He said, and he uh, kind of left a fill in the blank thing. He said a good auger cart driver needs to blank, and you know, fill in the blank kind of thing. So it started like, you know, Stephanie Straycow at Surfing Kelpie. She's like, what the heck is an auger card? And then Jennifer Campbell, know what an auger card is? I don't, Jennifer, I don't get that one. But I, I'm sure it made sense anyway. And anyway, so it goes on. We had a big debate. Aren't they just grain carts, Stephanie says, and Kathy Armarker. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry if I got your name wrong. They said they also call them auger wagons. So it goes on and they show pictures and everything and I'm like, is it grain cart? Because I've heard grain. We're all grain carts down here, Landon. What do you call it? We call it a grain cart. Yeah, yeah. Most normal people do. And um, so you know, I've, I've even heard grain buggy, and you know, that's kind of that's kind of novel and kind of kitschy. But uh, you know, anyway, he tries to. Matt gets back in. He tries to do the whole. Uh, everything's the same, and we're all good. And everything he does, auger cart equals grain cart. So um, yeah, I guess you could call it the. The wagon for the combine droppings. <laughs> the combine toilet. <laughs> the, yeah. I mean, you saw, you know, that's the fun. You know, it's never struck me when we we're always harvesting. We always say, I got a, I got a dump instead of I got to <laughs> unload. And it just never struck us as weird or anything until somebody pointed it out that was right with us. It's like, dude, you just said you got to take a dump. I'm like, no, I've got to dump. I'm full. Well, just, even, on the, even on that, Brent, like, 
when it's me, like I'll say I have to unload sometimes. <laughs> Do you say what? <laughs> sometimes like in, in life, I'll say that I have oh. to unload. <laughs> uh, out of the way, honey. <laughs> yeah. Out of the way. My tank's full, baby. Yeah. yeah that's how you wooed her. That's how you wooed her. She's not going to think this is funny at all. Oh, yeah. She's going to think it's hilarious because I know your wife. She's awesome. But uh, so, um, yeah. So send in your comments, tweets. Is it a grain cart? Is it a grain buggy? An auger cart? I'm like, isn't that just a cart that hauls augers to a truck? Because, I mean, a grain cart, you're hauling the grain in your cart. So an auger cart, you would be hauling the augers in your cart as well. well yeah, just because it has augers. I mean, it has tires, too. Why don't you call it a tire cart? <laughs> yeah. This is my tire tote. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, this is just something I pull behind a tractor. This is my tractor trailer. <laughs> this is my tractor pusher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like... This is my tractor caboose. It's like pushing a it's like pushing a wet noodle up a <laughs> up a dry incline. <laughs> that sounds dirty. That's well, nice. hey, we got to get further into this podcast, so we're going to move on to the next part of the podcast. We've got Radar Ricardo, and uh, I don't even know what our sponsor is this week because uh, the ad guys didn't even tell us uh, who it was going to be. So wait for that ad, and then Radar Ricardo is going to be in right after that, and then we'll be talking about why did they close that Sun Observatory Observatory. <laughs> nice lisp there. Uh, observatory so quickly without any notice. You'll love it right after this. Hey everyone, I bet it's time. I bet it's your harvest time today. I bet it's, I bet you're getting ready to hook up the combine and, and the grain carts, and you're gonna get all those U joints nice and clean, and then you're gonna wash them off, and then you're gonna try to grease them. <laughs> but then if, it, if the grease arc, it's never gonna be turned the right direction, <laughs> and then it's like you can't get the tip of the grease gun all the way on it, and then it's you're gonna pump and pump, and it's just gonna squirt like everywhere but inside the grease arc, and then, then if you do get it on the grease arc, then you and you get it like on a real tight, and then you pump it pump and then you put like a lot of pressure on it and then it's pretty funny because you can't get it off and then when you rake real hard you yank the grease truck right onto the threads and then you strip it out well that's that's us we're the ones who put them in there because we hate everyone and every person living in this entire world because we think it's pretty funny when you swear and hit your head on like the u-joints and then when the augers folded over and you try to grease the bearing and then it just kind of it, it doesn't go anywhere and then it just slings grease all over the place and then the bearing burns up and then you get spend three days fixing it it's, and then you have to call us and then we're gonna sell it to you at five times the manufacturer's suggested retail price but until then you have fun trying to you have fun trying to do a grease those grease arcs and then it's pretty funny too because we put them on like those tie rods and then and then, and then we put them we put in a straight grease arc when you really need like a 45 or even like a 90 degree angle on the grease arc that would make it like a whole lot easier or even better if we just made a whole grease arc bank where they're like all in one place and then you can like grease them all at one spot and you don't have to crawl underneath and maybe get bitten by a rattlesnake or walk into a cobweb on a spider and it's, it's just pretty funny and then and then you're gonna come back and you're gonna wish you wanted every piece of equipment sold back to the grandfather and grandmother that you bought it from but until then you call us we don't even have a name we're just the we're just the tools of the greek search store that uh give all the greek search that you know put them in the bad places where you can't grease them it's pretty funny huh hey we'll see you later you know, we have a good name. We're the Grease Jerks. 
Hey, can you go pass me that margarita? I mean, hey. Hey, man, we're supposed to be in a hurricane ravaged country. Hey, hey, hey. This is Radar Ricardo, a data city, bringing a, a Dragon Bomber podcast weather update. Well, hey, hey, Brent, we're back inside. We're out of the rain. And we're down here at Hurricane Hurricane Carlos Batomen, the, the hurricane nobody's reporting on, man. I mean, yeah, I know Florence is bad enough. I mean, there's lots of rain and everything, and people not getting their crops out, and you know, I mean, there's people dying and everything. That's, that's terrible. But you know, we're down in Hurricane Carlos, and man, it's kind of making its way up to Baja. And like I said in my live remote a minute ago, but you know, it was kind of all crazy. And that stupid Diego, man, I'm trying to be all serious about though he's doing like the cannonballs and everything. But hey, well, that's not what this report is for. We're here to give you the dry land farmer forecast weather forecast update. And but though, hey, man, it's kind of looking all kind of wet and everything. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know if you want it or not and everything. I know they're checking the corn. It's like drier than it should be, but you know, hey, you do what you gotta do. But the next three days, it's gonna be pretty warm. 90, 91, 90, 90, 90. Well, I, get, I always get stuck on those. But like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but though it's gonna be like all big chances of rain and everything, man. Like, and always look at like, looking at the quantitative and a forecast analysis. I always like saying that word. Quantitative forecast analysis, but though. Man, it's gonna get all that rain on that wheat. Man, you're gonna have wheat pasture like coming out of your ears, but though. You're gonna have to buy like a thousand heads just to keep up with everything, man, but though. But hey, this week's sponsor, I don't, I haven't heard, so I can't say. I, all I know is, is they're probably a great sponsor, and maybe they're, maybe it's like a sandbag company or something, cause, man, because we kind of need them down here, but though. But, uh, hey, I hope, I hope everything goes well with the Global Lag Network or whatever, because I hear it's gonna make like, yeah, like a millionaire, but though. You're gonna get like all rich and everything. I, I heard that interview you had with like Delaney and Mike, and it was like the real Delaney, man. Like, it's like one of these stupid voices you're always doing, but hey, you know, sometimes you get the big people, you know, eh, but though. This is a Radar Ricardo, a De La Serio. I'm back to you. All righty. Thanks, Ricky, for that report. And uh, we look forward to uh, getting that report from you and Landon and Diego here in the coming uh, in the coming episodes because uh, Landon's been pretty tight-lipped about it, so I'm really excited to see what that's going to going to end up sounding like i know i'm I was part of it but um I'm, i wasn't in on the editing of it so um i'm kind of a little nervous about that so well, what are we talking about we're talking about this sun observatory and why in the world they had to close this thing like like right away like overnight they had uh, fbi they had the black hawk helicopter everything they even shut down a post office so here are th- here are our theories on why they shut this place down isn't that a cool little segue, Landon? I love it. It's just so out of place. It's got to work. So, yeah, that uh, that's actually Landon from junior high playing the recorder. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I hung on to that thing. <laughs> yeah, he is a pretty bitch in recorder recording, recording his recorder. But yeah, so so uh, Landon, that's probably uh, Kimmy. That's probably why she why she. Uh, did you woo Kimmy with your recorder, Landon? <laughs> I was just like, oh. The Pied Piper, man, leading <laughs> those little kids. That's little but I kids, thought, huh? I was bringing in a, a woman okay. around my age to get married. Okay, but. Michael Scott, <laughs> little kid lover. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, Landon, before we even get into our notes, what do you think the first thoughts of why they, what were all the conspiracies about why they closed this thing down? Well, it's got to do with, you know, the election from... I'm just kidding. It's yeah. got to, it's got to it, do with aliens. Collusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I used to be the... Uh, I used to... I was a big Star Trek, Star Wars guy, and I was always into the big, yeah, I'm sure there's got to be aliens. This universe is so big, and uh, there might be other universes. But you know what? Let's just let's just say, stay confined to our universe. It's what? Billions of light years across... So that means, you know, if you can travel at the speed of light, you know, it'll take you a billion years to get from one side of the universe to the other. 
So, like, we learned to fly, and when we learned to fly, it took us 66 years to get to the moon. So don't you think anybody that's just only, like, 200 years ahead of us, like, their rock became a planet, and they were created, and see, that's a whole other thing, because, you know, we're religious folks here, but, you know, let's say they were created. Don't you figure they figured out a way to... uh Travel at the speed of light. And of course, if you if you know Einstein, if you travel at the speed of light, time starts to slow down and stop. So, long story short, I don't think there's anybody else out there because they'd have found us by now. I mean, and if they did, Will Smith would have saved us at least two or three times. So, yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm kind of out on the alien thing. And um, also, you know, it was still kind of a pie-in-the-sky kind of thing, but... And uh, as far as the UFO and the alien thing, they had we were just looking at some videos. These guys like, yeah, there's this disc, and it's going like right in front of the sun. And what was their light landing? There was like a snake and a charm or something. It looked like a flash of light had a fart. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, it looked like the sun sneezed is what it looked like. But uh, this, so this place, we're we're looking at a. For some reason, we always go to the uh, English the uh, based um, website. So this is express.co.uk. So, you know, United Kingdom. The story goes, the mysterious evacuation of Sunspot Solar Observatory, New Mexico, continues to baffle staff, residents, and even the local police force who said, nobody would tell us nothing. (laughs) I ad-libbed that last part. The FBI evacuation of the National Solar Observatory on the September 7th sparked confusion and shock with helicopters and security personnel scrambling to the scene. Also, Will Smith and uh, Tommy Lee Jones showed up with their black suits and their flashy thingies to uh, start erasing memories. So right there, you know, something's up. But um, So I go back to the story here, and uh, it says, Despite police saying the evacuation would only be temporary, staff at the observatory have still not been allowed to return in the intervening week. Even the local police and the center's management team, the Association of Universities, blah, 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 have not been given details on why the center was evacuated. So, nothing's changed from last week um, as the story continues into uh, this week's uh, timeline. So, Landon, you know, everybody said uh, aliens, and now some people are saying, oh, it's probably Russian hacking or Chinese hacking into the observatory. And, you know, it's a solar observatory. What in the one of the first things you were taught as a kid is not directly stare into the sun. These du- these dudes are doing it with a fifty foot long magnifying glass. Can you imagine the ant that son of a bitch could melt? <laughs> Your head probably explodes after like <laughs> half a second. Yeah, I know. Right? Where's that sun? I oh, Gary found the sun. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd be seeing spots for a little while. I mean, come on. And this thing's like, looking at the picture, this thing's like. I don't know, 200 feet tall. It's like a, it looks like an obelisk. It's like the Washington Monument went and got a magnifying glass is what it looks like. So, But anyway, I still want to visit it. It looks pretty cool. So uh, as it stands, I think people are still evacuated out of it. And, uh, and what we really need to get worried about is this post office and what the hell is going on there. Because if somebody can go postal and kill a bunch of people, what do you think would happen if somebody went observatory on the, <laughs> on the public? Well, that's true. I mean, in the... In defense of the conspiracy theorist, I mean, 
there's been there's been criminals in neighborhoods and they don't they don't evacuate neighborhoods just because somebody might be running around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean they didn't even do they didn't set up a perimeter for Al Qaeda. I mean, it took them at least twelve hours after nine eleven to get that done. But speaking of uh, perimeters, my one of my other brothers, they went to tech as well, and they they lived there south of the university, several blocks. And anyway, he got he was going home after class one day, and there was like a huge presence of cops, and I think like DEA agents maybe or something. Anyway, they had like two or three or four blocks cordoned off. He couldn't get to his house, and so anyway, he stopped and talked to one of the officers and asked what was up. It turns out. The, his landlord that lived right next door to him, the house that he and his roommates rented from him, had a meth lab in the house next door to where my brother lived. The landlord had a meth lab in there, and they thought it was going to blow up like three blocks of Lubbock. So they had to cordon off the whole thing, and he couldn't get back to his house for like all day. And so they were... They kind of started putting two and two together because they had wild parties like that whole week before school started, and they never would get busted. <laughs> it, it turns out the cops and the DEA were all scoping this house out for the last for the last like month. And uh, as soon as they got that guy, they had a party like two weeks later, and sure enough, he got busted up. <laughs> so uh, it, it was a it was quite a story. I, I'm, Wish it would have happened to me, but yeah. So, but Landon, I digress here. We are completely off the subject. So, yeah, perimeters are pretty important when you're trying to keep things, you know, kind of keep things secure. So, Landon, you know, we the whole thing we talked about, what are the reasons, you know, other like logical reasons that we think that they might have, uh, you know, they might have caught a glimpse of with this observatory before they had to shut it down. I mean, something that was so frightening, something that was so scary that they, they just completely had to shut things down, shut down the postal service for like two afternoons, which, I mean, they were already on their six-hour break anyway there at the post office. <laughs> so, you know, they were probably getting the couches reupholstered or something. Probably like one person that works there. <laughs> yeah. It always cracks me up how you go to these like like 200-person towns, and you've got like a shack, a shack, a liquor store with like three bars on the window. And then you've got like a grocery store that has like four batches of brown bananas. And then you got this badass looking post office that's all bricked <laughs> up. It's always right next to the USDA service center. <laughs> and all the other houses in town or all the other structures in the small town are all crap. I'm talking like a small, like a spot in the road kind of thing. But man, they got awesome federal offices in yeah, there. Yeah, a town that should probably have a... A uh, post office the size of a photo hut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this big immaculate just, building. Yeah, yeah, the tiki hut, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, it's, it's always struck me as funny how, you know, you got these small towns and they got these pretty badass post offices. So anyway, and uh, the people in there always have the best attitude no matter what. So, yeah, well, but let's get into it, Landon. You know, one of my it just kind of came right to the top of my list. You know, one of the things that probably scared everybody off is they probably got some kind of shot through a window of Hillary Clinton getting out of a cold salt shower. Now, I mean, <laughs> that would send anybody, I don't care if you're in New Mexico running for the hills, because she's bad enough on film. You get a 90-foot tall pe- telescope <laughs> onto that wanker ass, you're <laughs> freaking. You're not going to be eating chalupas for like two weeks after that, or at least keeping them down. So, I mean, that's a pretty logical thought if you think about it. I mean, Hillary Clinton, I mean, she's bad enough in that Mao Zedong pantsuit she's always wearing around. So, you know, I just that just came to the top of my head. What, what do you think? is? What do you got, Landon? Uh, mine's not mine's not too far off that. Mine would be that they probably caught a glimpse of Bruce Jenner without any clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it 
you know, I think the, another reason they closed it down because they never could get his crotch quite in focus because <laughs> it was so confused. <laughs> and, and if that is what they caught, then then that whole situation needs to be covered up. <laughs> I mean, if a if a ninety foot tall telescope can't tell the difference between an innie and an Audi, <laughs> you, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's time to get that thing checked. Maybe the mirrors are a little out of focus. Of course, let's all be honest with ourselves. Bruce Jenner has he has confused the American public for the last thirty years. Yeah, and if that is the case, everybody's going to be staring at the sun. (laughs) 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 Not just during an eclipse either. I mean, like full on 12 noon, everybody's trying to wash their eyes out with ultraviolet rays. It's a pretty sad state of affairs. You know, and I I was wondering, you know, that would be a good Seinfeld episode if Seinfeld was still going on today, that a... uh, you know, because one of the episodes they had like a guy that was pretending to be handicapped so he could get the, a good parking spot, or the one guy pretended he had cancer. John Lovitz, he pretended he had cancer because he was going bald so he could get free wigs. <laughs> they need to have a they need to have an episode like a reunion episode would be great where they had a this chick this dude no this chick she pretended to be a transgender dude so she didn't have to wait in the women's bathroom anymore and like George Costanza like totally busts on her <laughs> but Kramer needs, says you all need to be inclusive and that was really good and uh, Jerry's over there saying what's the deal with transgender people <laughs> and then Elaine's probably you know getting laid by some random dude every episode like she always did doing the move that's a great story, Brent. I'm just I'm doing a Google search on wigs right now for me. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be if you ever go get checked at the oncologist, I just go ahead and automatically <laughs> assume I'm gonna be suspicious of you. <laughs> Landon, what else you got? I've got here. You know, if they ever saw a leper on his first day at swim camp, I would say that would probably get some eyes scared. Maybe want to stare at the sun with you know with pretty uh pretty stout magnifying glasses. <laughs> That always that always reminds me. I'm a big Seinfeld freak, and that always reminds me. Kramer had one of the best lines. It's one of the episodes where he goes uh, swimming in the river, and like all these old people started showing up. It's like I'm going in there, and I'm getting beat around. It's like a flabby arm spanking machine. (laughs) (laughs) I always remember that line. It is always so funny. I always loved the backwards episode where a sucker kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I double dare, or I, uh, I triple wish. And it goes all the way back to where Jerry moved in, and he's like, yeah, you're my neighbor. Just consider whatever's in here is yours. Yeah. He's looking around like, hmm, really? really? <laughs> great show, great show. Yeah, so, uh, oh, yeah, Seinfeld. I would uh, I would miss a lot of study hours just watching that if those uh, reruns over and over. Just a, just a show about nothing. Show about nothing, baby. Which is probably what they saw in this telescope or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it always goes back to the whole, everybody wants to make a great fantastical story about it, and it's really nothing to it. Because, I mean, chances are it was some software, or they thought maybe something got compromised, or... You know, somebody sp- maybe somebody dropped their iPhone in the water, and that iPhone actually ran the whole place, like that you can kind of do nowadays. My maybe, off- maybe my- all the employees went to the same enchil- all-you-can-eat enchilada buffet, and yeah, <laughs> they, needed to, they needed to clear out for a few days. Yeah, or maybe the scheduling got messed up, and everybody was on the same break at the same time, and nobody was <laughs> watching the screen. <laughs> I always love that scene out of Independence Day where they got those like two or three people in that search for extraterrestrial intelligence. The one guy's hitting the putting golf balls down the deal, and of course, no. Every time, whenever that thing actually does go off, none of them believe it. I'm like, y'all are the people that are supposed to be the first ones to believe. It. anyway it's pretty crazy stuff so yeah i you know I, I wrote this one note on here i'm like if they ever got a shot of a back 
a back alley kitchen of a local Allsup's, I would think that would probably put the fear of God in some people. You know, or I guess you Northerners, Midwesterners up there, what's it, a Casey's or something? Maybe they're a little cleaner than Allsup's that we have down here. But, of course, Allsup's down here is also home to the famous fried burrito, gut bomb, gut grenade, you know, duodenum killer, as it as it's uh, most colloquially known. I always using that, love using that word colloquially. Maybe they got to look inside of one of those <laughs> before <laughs> oxygen hits it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fi- that grease is five hundred years old. Air doesn't agree with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot. Well, Landon, I think, you know, we've got a lot of that stuff out of the way. Um, once again, we wanted to talk Bert and Ernie, but we just it was just too last minute and just couldn't get into it. But there are a few. We've got a few uh, subjects on the burners here. We've got meatless meat. If y'all, I don't know if that was in top producer or what it is, but we've got a lot of different things that can be compared to meatless meat, and it might have to get an explicit rating on that, on that episode because it can get kind of raunchy, but uh, don't worry. Sponsors for the Global Ag Network, don't worry. We're not going to get out of... Get out of uh, y'all's uh, purview, so don't worry about that. But Domino's fixing potholes? I think so. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, get some episodes in here for Harvest. Everybody's going to be in your cabs. Y'all be safe out there. And until next time, y'all keep those combines rolling and the grain buggies fine. And we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast brought to you by... The tools that put grease circs in the most impossible places to grease. Grease goes on the machine, not in the machine. Kind of the opposite of what that other advertisement says. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, all rights reserved, 2018.